0: Eleven sixteen, Doctor Payne show.
1: Jody, eh. Jody, Jody, with us too. Yeah, what's he trying to say? Welcome <laughs> to my know. nightmare. Welcome to my nightmare. I guess living. Alice in Alice Cooper golf injury.
0: Gotcha. Plays a lot of golf. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's a he's a scratch golfer. Really, go, Alice Cooper. Yeah. You could be on the PGA. Well, he's probably a little too too old to hack. Yeah. No, out, no, really. Yeah. I, never, oh, yeah. I never knew that. And to a golf golfer.
1: tournament after that. Yeah. Actually, today is seven years since I graduated. June fifteenth. Really? Yeah. Seven. You old years. man. I know. I'm getting You're old. Old bugger. <laughs> getting up there. <laughs> getting up there. Uh, some cases from the week let's yes. uh, um, so obviously we we continue to see a lot of knee cases um, uh, and and all the way from things that are very much functional issues that will respond very well to some light therapy and rehabilitation all the way to the serious things uh, that potentially require uh, surgery and one thing that I wanted to clarify because with the expedited potential for surgery. This is really stuff for like torn ligaments, things that are emergencies to get stability back in the knee. There was somebody that came in this week and it was very much a chronic issue related to an accident. And there was a lot of things there. And it was like, you know, we're not there have been a few people that have come in to see me and biasly would like me to create a report that favors them. And I want to make that clear that that's not what I'm here to do. Because number one, I haven't seen you throughout the extent of your injury. That's why you have a family doctor, right? Like that is the person that you should go see immediately following anything. Keep following up with them because they're they're your your practitioner. They are your primary healthcare provider uh, that follows you throughout. So I, I can't justifiably see a person. On one time and and say, yeah, you know, this whatever happened three or four years ago is the result of this. That's that's not my job. That's not what I'm here to do. I'm very happy to see those people who have suffered something um, three or four years later and are still not maybe getting the right answers or would love a second opinion on what they can do. The big thing we're, that I'm here for is to for the treatment options. What are the things that you can do to get better? The diagnosis followed by the plan of management. But there have been a few people over the last few years that have come in and sort of, I guess, want me to uh, create a biased report, right? And it's like, I'm not going to do that. That's not my job. That's not what I'm here for. Um, you can cre- get an impartial report from someone else or if the insurance company or if your lawyer wants it, they will order it, right? Like that's... Uh, and, you know, if they if your lawyer or your insurance wants to use me, that's different. But uh, I'm not going to just sit there with someone uh, in an office and let them tell me, you know. Paper I, a file. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's not the right thing, right? Like, I and, and I'm here to provide the right type of care for people. Um, and, and that's a big thing. So uh, anyways, going back in, I got off on a tangent there thinking about the knee issue because I was thinking about uh, the surgical aspect of things. Um, I, I'd say out of all of the knee cases that I see... And, and people, the knee is an interesting part of the body because you typically, I would say, I either see very much osteoarthritis, like wear, bad wear mm-hmm. and tear that's causing a lot of pain, or mild, moderate osteoarthritis, or I'm seeing a lot of functional issues. Most people that tear like an ACL or a meniscus sort of know that it happens because there's sort of a traumatic incident, whereas the other two, the osteoarthritis and the functional issues are are more wear and tear processes. They creep up over time. Yeah, exactly. So something like let's use on a functional issue, let's use patellofemoral pain, which is just a tracking issue commonly known as runner's knee. Um, that's something that happens over time. It's sort of this soreness that starts to build up. It used to be not so bad. It's getting worse and worse and worse. And these people are typically younger, active, doing things. That's why it's typically known right. as runner's knee versus that same scenario in an older person where it's like, oh, it's been there a long time, but now it's starting to get worse and worse and worse. And there's swelling that starts to sound more like osteoarthritis, but the that that progression is very different. There's there's very much something starting from small and building up to big versus ACL injuries, meniscal injuries are very much. Hey, I was fine yesterday. I did this today. I twisted. I did something, and yeah. today I'm in a tremendous amount of pain. Um, and, and that's a big thing, right, in terms of identifying the nature of an injury. And those are things that we we really try to look at. Um, and and, and that's important. And it's typically those issues that something you're fine yesterday, something happens today and tomorrow you're you're in a world of pain. There's swelling, there's locking, those things. Those are typically the things that will likely need to go the surgical route versus the, the things that progress over time. Those are the things that you can manage very well with conservative approaches early on, uh, like therapy and rehabilitation and move further into more invasive measures like injections and surgery when required. Um, and, and so that's an important thing in terms of the management of these things. And And it's funny, I, I saw one person this week um, that had not very bad osteoarthritis, actually, and they were told by their, their doctor that they should go um, get injections right away. And I was like, well, have you done any therapy to strengthen your knee, anything like that? And it was like, no, no, just straight to... And it's like, it's just... I really feel strongly about this. It's not the right approach. You should use the more conservative measures first, because I've always said this, nothing lasts forever in terms of management. So you start to, what's the next option? What's the the next stronger option? Um, And so, you know, I I, I reworked the plan for them and basically said, let's start with the rehabilitation aspect, the passive therapies, moving into you doing a lot of exercises on your own. And then from that point, uh, once those effects start to wear off, and maybe that might be in two, three, four, five years, whatever it may be, Still then enough. we can start considering injections and eventually surgery, which I, I, I really, really like that progression. And I think most people want that type of progression.
0: You have questions about your health or concerns, bring them on. This is the uh, this is the hour to do it. Don't wait till it's uh, five to twelve and bring your phone calls in. Start calling now four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred and star six forty on sale. Doctor Payne Show, Global News Radio. Live and let die. I love Jody's song choice to kick off our show, the Doctor
1: Payne Show. Brilliant. Jody's awesome at this stuff.
0: 416 870 6400 star 640 on your cell. You have uh, pain concerns, health concerns? That's what we talk about here over the next hour. So bring it on. We'd love to talk uh, talk to you. How you doing pal?
1: Good, you? Good, man. I'm all right. I'm so, all right. So we got we got my cousin here again today. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and I think I only want I brought him in for one specific reason, because obviously the frenzy around the raptors. But what did I say about Durant? That not, he should not play. Of course, absolutely. And if he did, yeah. what he would potentially risk in doing so. And he did. And, 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 I remember that very vividly, Luigi. Two weeks ago, you called it and you said Kevin Durant shouldn't be playing. And what happened? They subbed him in, and you know he tore his calf there. And I think now his next season is is going to be affected because of that. Well, so a torn Achilles like that. So he had surgery. That'll be that'll be twelve months for sure. <clears throat> twelve months Damn. for sure. And then depending on how that goes, but that. The whole point why I bring that up is not necessarily the, the the Raptors angle, yes, but of course it's an injury, right? And this is a big part of injury management is also knowing how to stay within your limits, especially for athletes, right? Um, and how going back too soon can adversely affect you. You might feel like, you know, you can play because that's probably the way he felt, like I think I can play. But the reality is especially something like a calf strain that he had, and that's what mm-hmm. I said. You have a calf strain, which is you have tearing in that calf, and if that tearing ha goes to a further extent that's a rupture and that's exactly yeah. what he suffered was a was a rupture of that uh, uh of the Achilles which had to be surgically repaired um and yeah he's got 12 months ahead of him at least of of rehab and so uh, i think i use this as an example for um people suffering with these things if you've been told by your whoever is part of your healthcare team that you need to have rest uh it's very important that you follow that rest and there's a reason why we're building in that rest and it's about the progressive return to play or the progressive return to work, because this this type of stuff also applies to the average person who has to go back to a physical job. Um, you have to gradually introduce uh, activities uh, and get people used to those things um, and doing too much all at once. Like there there's no better example. Like what is more than returning to a finals NBA game like that's as much work as you could potentially do as a basketball oh, yeah. player right. right yeah and so even even if this this is the whole point of I think at that time he had only practiced one full day like, like it's crazy you, you my know.
0: question is I mean this is by no means a sports show but you know that and it's not that you're not a fantastic doctor but you have your own practice you live here and these guys sports medicine doctors that these teams have are the highest paid top-notch professional these guys are fantastic who let this guy on the court
1: I think it was a combination. You did better. Yeah, I think it's a combination decision. I think a lot of it is also probably the way he felt. Um and you know, they were sort of backs up against the wall, down three games to one. Man. You know, you sort of try yeah. to do something to uh save the team there. They wanted to they wanted to bring the ramp back hoping that, you know, that was gonna save the team, but you yeah, know, maybe in reality, an intimidation thing yeah, for yeah. the you know.
0: Yeah. yeah, you know,
1: it messed up know. his next season. So yeah,
0: yeah. well, Clay Thompson is turning into a sports show, but now he's he's down with, uh, with a sports show. No, sports
1: <laughs> show, sport injury show, sport injury show. But go. this, I, we use this only because obviously everybody right now is talking about the Raptors, which is. Absolutely incredible. Yes, um, but it, it's very important. This, these are things that are analogous to any person suffering with things. We we had a a person this week. Uh, she's a competitive dancer actually, and she's hurt her knee. We've recommended for her to stay off in the meantime. She's getting an MRI. She's going to be seeing the surgeon, but. That whole it was very easy to explain to her why rest is so important because if you go back too soon, what could potentially be very much a manageable injury can now become an injury that needs a lot more in order to manage it. Like even the ruptured Achilles for Durant will be something that they'll be able to manage, but it's now it it eliminates a whole year of your career, right? right? Like right off the bat and free agency. And, and yeah, and who knows what, and, and again, not to make it a sports show, but to focus on the injury mm-hmm. aspect of it, what happens in that time to your conditioning for other things, right? right. To building up, is it ever the same? Can it, pull, can it do its function before the calf is mm-hmm. very, very important, especially in basketball, yeah. right? Where all you're doing is jumping, no matter whether you're taking a shot, grabbing a rebound, posting up, whatever it is. You're, Free you're, throws, it, whatever, yeah, you're all, everything, you're, yeah. yeah. You're jumping, so uh um those things are really important and so rest part of uh and and here's the big thing actually i was at um was doing some continuing education stuff and we were looking at concussion specifically and uh and building in the idea of rest but controlled rest right because here's the other thing like People are used to that, th- the stuff about 30 or 40 years ago where it was like bed rest. rest. Yeah, and that's not what happens. Like, even someone like Durant was not on bed rest, and even with concussion. You're doing potentially, and and it was interesting, a lot of the research that's coming out of some of the Toronto hospitals here around concussion is that rest is very important in the first 24 to 48 hours, like absolute rest. But it actually is almost a hindrance if you rest too much after mm-hmm. that. It's got to be, and the way they described it, the experts on this, was very much... Um, being sub uh, sub-symptomatic in terms of activity, so you know if an hour walk is what's going to make you symptomatic, you need to stay below that. Maybe you're doing a half an hour gotcha. walk, and, and it was interesting for me to hear this stuff because it's sort of the same with the way injury management works. Like that's what we tell people when they've sprained a bicep or whatever. It's it's really about no. It's I'm not telling you to not do anything. I'm just telling you if you're a competitive cyclist, for example and you like to do 40 kilometers a day, uh, that may be too much. Maybe you got to do 20 kilometers, and you're still keeping activity because the worst thing that you can do, and the research is pretty clear on this, is do nothing at all. Um, it's only really beneficial in that first twenty-four to forty-eight hours, so it's important. Rest and controlled rest are a big part of, of management.
0: Just getting rolling here. You have comments or questions about your health or anything else? Well, bring it on. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on sale. Doctor Pain Show, Global News Radio, eleven twenty-five. Doctor Pain Show, four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on sale. You still got some time to call in with your uh, questions,
1: concerns as well. Low back. Let's do some low oh. back stuff. So I had a, I had a person this week, uh, and again, I sort of, I think I used a similar example a few weeks ago when we were talking about this. Uh, chronic low back pain, no ridicu- what we would call ridiculous features, which means nothing into the legs, no neurological deficit, nothing like that. Um, is essentially... Doing everything else wrong, okay? Like, everything else is wrong, like not exercising, not eating healthy, very much overweight, uh, smokes, like all Perfect. all the things that you could <laughs> potentially do wrong. Yep. And the solution that he was looking for was surgery. Like, oh, well, I, I just want to get surgery to cure this. Just and leapfrog to the table. Yeah, and it was like, but that doesn't exist. Like yeah, that, don't jump the gun. Yeah. You know? there's, there's something about the right progression. And again, a, no surgeon is going to go in and do spine surgery um if if there's no good reason and a good reason in the spine means neurological deficit so there's a lot of good examples i actually had Um, someone at my house looking at something this morning and uh, they were saying that they had spine surgery when they were 20 because they had a very bad herniated disc, tremendous pain down the leg, uh, was starting to lose strength the muscles were atrophying so they went in surgically, Mm. removed that pressure off the nerve, now he's totally fine and I said well do you still get low back pain? He's like yeah I do still sometimes get low back pain I said exactly, so it didn't cure your low back pain but I bet you you don't have any leg problems anymore, he said no I have no leg problems whatsoever, he's like and in fact And he said sort of – he's like, you know what I find about my low back? He's like, if I'm active in doing stuff, I tend to feel better. It's in the moments that I'm not doing as much. And I was like, exactly. And that's the whole point about this. So with with this person, when I saw them – I basically said, I think you need to change the way you're thinking about your low back pain. Like, you're looking for surgery as a solution for your chronic low back pain. You don't have anything that would suggest that you need spine surgery. Um, And you're hoping that that will be the answer because it's potentially the easiest answer, right, For, for a person who's living like that. And I said, I, I want to challenge you and think about it this way. What if you lost some weight? What if you ate healthy? What if you stopped smoking? What if you had a, did exercise? <laughs> and and he sort of sat there and he was like, well, I guess there's nothing I could do then. And it was like, well, no. So, so this is where it comes down to, again, a certain type of person who wants to make a choice. If you're unwilling to accept the reality of what's going to get you better, that is not a fault of the system. That's 100% on you. Yes. And people, and I'm sorry, and I'm just going to say it and I'm going to be honest about it, there are a lot of people out there who make their problems worse by doing nothing better for them yeah. um and you can't expect that anything's ever going to change if that is your mindset. If you're looking for the simplest solution, that, that that it must be easy, there must be an easy way, it does not exist. And it doesn't really exist for anything in life, right? Like, I mean, you could talk to very wealthy people and say, how do you become wealthy? Like, what's the easy way? And they'll probably laugh at you and say, there is no easy way. I did it the hard way. Like, I worked every day. Yeah. I put in the time. I, I hustled. Bust it's, my ass. Exactly. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, but it, there's no difference. It's even like getting in shape. Could, what's the easy way to get in shape? There's no easy way. Go to the gym
0: five days a week. Yeah, there you go. I remember somebody asked way. me
1: that a little while ago too. Oh, Remy, you're looking good. What do you do? What do you do? Honestly, there's nothing. There's nothing. There's no easy way in anything. You know, hard work pays off at the end of the day, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so, and and injury management is the exact same way. It takes a lot of hard work. Um, and if you do the right things, especially with the people who are dealing with the chronic injuries, that's something I really want to. Oh, Jody's cutting us off here. <laughs> go Raptors. Go. Dave Grohl
0: interrupts. Nice. 416-870-6400, star 640 on Sound More Dr. Payne is on the way. Global News Radio. It is 1132. Dr. Payne Show, 416-870-6400, star 640 on Cell. You got pain concerns, stuff of that nature. Bring it on. See Bob New way back when. Get up, stand up.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mo- moving around. That's very, very important. Let's talk about going back to the knee because something that I've been seeing a lot of and this from a this what I'm about to talk about is very much um, a visual thing. Uh, but I will do my best to try to just describe it so that whoever's listening. So when we look at the knee, there's a couple joints. There's the joint between the the f- uh, femur and the tibia, uh, which is where the meniscus sits, that joint. But there's also a joint space where the patella, which is the kneecap, between the kneecap and the way it sits on. In front of. Exactly. Yep. Um, and a lot of times when we take x-rays, what they're looking at is the joint space between the femur and the tibia. Okay. Uh, because that's typically where a lot of wearing down happens. Um, that's but, the hinge, right? Yeah. But what I've seen, what I see a lot of, and what a lot of people don't realize is the compartment between the patella and the bone itself. So the patella over time, and, and it's very easy to appreciate for people. And, and maybe, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but do you remember feeling your patella when you, or your kneecap when you were younger and it felt smaller? And as you get older, yeah. it feels bigger. It doesn't move around as much. doesn't so, move around. Yeah. But that's the whole arthritic process on what happens so that... <laughs> <clears throat> Essentially calcium is being laid down, it calcifies, it becomes more bone, and the bone gets bigger, bigger, and bigger. Now all of a sudden, if we if I could show everybody the way the patella tracks along the tibia and the femur, mm-hmm. it sort of sits within a groove. Well, that groove isn't really gonna change much. Right. But if the bone gets bigger and bigger and bigger, well, all of a sudden there's less room, and now all of a sudden there's bone on bone contact. These people will typically describe a lot of pain with especially going up and down the stairs because there's more movement of the kneecap Makes with sense. going up and down the mm-hmm. stairs, walking, long periods, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And it's a very important aspect to look at because a lot of times the average person just looks at an x-ray and sees that that one compartment, which is between the, the actual joint where the meniscus sets, and says, oh, this looks fine. You don't have any arthritis. I don't even need to t- send somebody for an x-ray. I can look at the size of their kneecap and tell you if you have patellar arthritis causing you pain because sometimes I have people come in, they start describing this. And in my head, I'm like right away, this sounds like it's a very arthritic patella. I tell them, hike up your pants and boom, you, they hike it up and their patella is like double the size. And, And you sort of sit there and you say, hey, have you noticed, and you sit there with them and you say, have you noticed that your patella, oh yeah, yeah, it used to be like a normal size and Mm -hmm. then over the years, and it's like, well, now that patella is not tracking properly anymore. Uh, The good thing with patellar arthritis, that type of stuff, um, is that it responds very well to rehabilitation, to strengthening. uh, Because if you can strengthen the muscles, you can help the tracking of that patella. Uh, And so that's a very important aspect to decipher the difference between when you're dealing with... Uh, medial or lateral joint pain in terms of uh, the tip between the tibia and the femur or whether we're looking at patellar arthritis uh, tracking along that and that typically is that's also progressive. Like if we look at runner's knee, right. Which we were talking about patella femoral. If you do that long enough, it will wear down that patella. You'll put calcium will be laid down. It will calcify. It will become more bone and that bone gets bigger. And then you start to create pain. Um, But it does respond very well to, uh, to therapy. So, um, if anybody is listening, whether it's you, your loved ones, whomever it may be, uh, this is very, very common in the knee, that patellar arthritis. Uh, and there's, and it's, it's better again if you treat that early versus right. later. And so uh, the the treatment for it is is not overly complicated from a rehab perspective. And I would cr- encourage anybody that if you're dealing with that, deal with it now. Don't wait for it to become severe arthritis of the patella, because then that's when the options are obviously. Uh, uh, much worse, or, or not, I shouldn't say worse, are much more invasive is the right word. By the way, to reach
0: out, one eight five 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 five. Doctor 55 D R L O U info at paincarecandidate.com. You know, it's funny you mention that too because I've seen that on people. You have to compare two yeah. knees, and one guy's got a knee, his patella looks like a communion way for the next guy looks like an English muffin. Like There's some problems going on here, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Is there a surgery option for that, or no? Or it's just... So you can... So not not for the patella, but typically people who have it bad enough will, will get what's called tricompartmental, okay. which means that also the other joint has worn down over time as well. Oh. So, so they typically will replace the knee. It's still a knee replacement. They don't change the patella, but now that patella is rubbing up against metal, so it doesn't bother you. So that's sort of the long-term solution is still wow, the, no the knee replacement. Uh, but it's like anything, like even with, with early stage arthritis, there's there's a lot, like a lot of the research is suggestive of doing very good rehabilitation, building up the strength in that area to keep stability, right. keep things working properly. If things are working properly, it may not necessarily help your current symptoms tremendously in terms of will it eliminate it and cure it? No, but will it slow down the progression of these things becoming worse? Mm. Yes, absolutely. And Again, I must sound like a broken record now over the years because I always sort of go back to the same thing. It's really about keeping these areas strong and healthy. And injuries cause a natural deconditioning of the structures in an area. And so if you sustain what seems like a simple injury to you, but you don't do the right exercises for the muscles and the ligaments and all those things surrounding that area, you're likely to develop that chronic issue just simply based on stability and lack of proper conditioning of muscles. It's amazing how much you just got to keep moving. You have you know, to preventatively keep moving. or otherwise. Yeah. you've got to keep moving. Yes, hundred percent. It's the and it's funny because Greg was talking. What was he doing? The top five things. Yeah. like in guys in, should be doing to in, in their forties or whatever stuff together. Yeah. yeah, but that's not even for guys in their forties. That's like everybody at any point in life is you right. need to keep moving. One of the things when we're even these people that I'm seeing with severe osteoarthritis in their knees, they're typically older people, um, and I still suggest that they need to be keep moving. And they say, "Well, I can't move," but there's always a solution. The solution is those stationary that yes. I've talked about before. Put those on the ground. You're in front of you. Yeah, you're not going anywhere, but you're still you're moving. moving around, and you're creating circulation. You're creating movement. All those things are very, very important because the moment yes. you stop doing those things, that static yeah. nature just ruins things.
0: Still got a few minutes for you to call in right till uh, close to 12 o'clock anyway. 416-870-6400. Star 640 on cell. to Dr. Payne Show, Global News Radio. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty. On your cell, Steve. Yes. What's up, pal?
2: Well, I've had both knees replaced. Actually, um, last uh, not last April before, so it's been almost a year. Well, two years since both of them are done, but, but well, actually, one year. They're actually a year apart. Both in April.
0: Either way, they both have been done. Sorry. Either way, they have both been done, right? They're-
2: Absolutely. Uh, my my issue is I I don't I was listening to your show and I'm thinking to myself I never had these type of recommendations from my own doctors. Mm. Like I had two different knee specialists, and I like recommendations because you said if you don't follow the doctor's instructions, what to do to try and improve yourself. I never had those recommendations. I listen. I said I would like to have those recommendations because I still have issues with my knees. Uh, I don't feel like I'm eating 50 percent of what what I was. Before I had my knee surgery,
1: did you do did you do therapy following? Yes, therapy. Yeah,
2: after therapy, they put me in uh, Providence Villa for the first knee yeah. for like twelve weeks. Okay, and the second knee, they sent me to Ajax Hospital, and they only let six weeks. And I thought I needed more therapy, right? But I wasn't sure, and I lived by myself and everything, so I basically took, I'm not regretting taking care of myself. But I wanted recommendations because I could only blame myself if I don't get the recommendation. So because you were giving recommendations. I want to, what I need to do to try and improve my mobility and stuff like that yeah. I'm in place and my pain that I have now is just above the knees like in um, in the muscle itself, above the knees. I even find stepping off a curb sometimes, I'm like straining my calf muscle or
1: something. You know yeah, I mean? so so l- let me stop you there for a sec. Um, so in, in general, it's important to keep moving. Uh, following, I mean, when you're looking at the cardiovascular stuff uh, that you should be doing with knees, cycling is always the best thing, stationary cycle. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, hardcore spinning classes or anything like that, just stationary cycle, good pace to really keep movement. That tends to offload. Uh, a lot of the the issues within the knee and then it's also about just again keeping the muscle strong so the quads and the hamstrings um I the don't
2: qu- have a station, but, but walking would be i guess just as, almost as good but
1: No. So walking is not good for the, for, especially for the knees when you're dealing with knee arthritis or knee replacements, because there's a lot more pressure that goes through the knees. That's why I said cycling is, but what I was also going to say is the most important thing with any of these things is the individualized approach because not everyone, every two knees that have been replaced are always the same in terms of person to person. So I'd recommend coming to see me. Uh, we can sit down, we can go through everything and sort of see what the best option is for you.
0: Going to move on to uh, to Stephen. Hey, Stephen, how are you? Good morning. Good morning. What's up?
2: So, in light of what happened with Kevin Durant and his uh, knee and ankle, mm. I researched his doctor, who's an ankle specialist. I've had problems with my ankle. I've got arthritis in the ankle, and I had it scoped out many years back. Right. What, what can be done to relieve the arthritis so I can get my forward can't on the, uh, on the ankle?
1: So that you can get what on the ankle, sorry?
2: The forward cant, not work. I lean forward?
1: Yeah, so you have, I guess, so what you're saying is you have significant enough arthritis that's preventing full motion of the ankle? Correct. Yeah, so that that one's tough, right? Because arthritis is bone-on-bone building, right? So there's, you know, with the exception of, again, what you've already done, which is cleaning out Um, the arthritis or removing it and getting that motion back in there there's nothing that you can do from a from an you know an outside intervention perspective to get movement in there but it's still very important to keep strengthening again going back to the rehabilitation aspect keeping as much mobility in there and strengthening in order to slow down the eventual progression because arthritis is a progressive process so if you have limited motion now you can expect that in a year from now you'll have less motion and two years less it's progressive right it doesn't really stop So really, a lot of the outside therapy is really designed to slow down its progression, so that it's not as bad at any given point.
2: Because I know the the, uh, foot specialist, there's there's like two year waiting lines because there's just just so, so much demand for it.
1: Yeah, there. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. But again, you know, there's if you have a bone on bone block, which makes you not go into full range of motion, you can't really do anything except somehow shave down that bone surgically in order to to get more motion. There's nothing like I'd be lying to you if I said, well, someone could just grab your ankle yeah. and smash it into dorsiflexion and you'd have all the range of motion. That's not that's not the way it works.
3: What about cortisone?
1: No, well, cortisone is for inflammation, right? So if you have inflammation creating pain, again, your question was what can you do to get more range in that? Um okay in terms of controlling pain well that's a different question uh there's a lot of options but again the best thing for these types of things as i was saying is is typically very good rehabilitation doing the right exercises every day creating the right mobility and then yes potentially injections things like that to help in periods of exacerbation
0: steve appreciate the call you want to follow up anymore 1-855-55-DRLOU that's d-r-l-o-u moving on to uh to lou hey lou good morning <laughs> hey good morning Good, pal. What's going on?
3: My question is: uh, I've been working as a delivery driver uh, for about thirty-three years, so I've had a lot of uh, wear and tear on my on my uh, ankles, my knees, and such. And my issue right now is that my Achilles tendons uh, on my right foots. So I've been dealing with a lot of pain, um, and so I've been taking Advil to relieve that. But I was wondering um, whether there was something where I could be proactive uh, in alleviating. Uh, the issue, or um, because so, I'm, I'm petrified, something's going to happen at work, mm. that I'm going to rush for my Achilles. And then yeah. I got... so,
1: so so the one thing that I could tell you is attitudes and behaviors matter a lot towards those types of things, so that fear avoidance is not a good thing, that doesn't favor you well, because Things can be self-fulfilling prophecies. Now, I'm not saying if you believe you can rupture an Achilles, you will. What I do mean is, if you believe that anything can hurt you and potentially lead to a rupture of Achilles, then likely things will hurt you. Um, so, I think that's that's something. My first question for you is that you said you have a lot of wear and tear. You know that because you've had imaging done, or you're assuming you have wear and tear. Well,
3: I've had my ankle rebuilt already. I've my uh, oh, left ankle. I've had a rebuilt. Uh, okay. And uh, I've been, like I said, I've been delivering. Thirty-three years,
4: mm-hmm.
3: and uh, I do. A, I, I average about twenty-four thousand steps a day, according to my step calendar on my right. phone, which I don't know how true it is. But I still, but I'm I sure
1: you're doing a lot. Road.
3: Yeah, yeah, I'm jumping in all the truck, uh, you know, hundreds of times uh, a week. Um, somebody told me about uh, platelet injections, uh, and uh, would you recommend that for uh, an Achilles?
1: No, because no. So your question is, how can you strengthen your leg in order so that you protect? So my first question would be, why do you think you're going to rupture an Achilles?
3: I just uh, it's tight. uh, Reading things online regarding it, uh, the symptoms, uh,
1: yeah,
3: leading to a rupture. uh, You know, it's just like I said uh, in this day and age. With uh, if something should happen, uh, not during work hours. Um the way uh, working. Yeah, I forward.
1: mean so the, the first thing I would say is I, I don't think you need to be afraid of like it takes a lot of force to rupture an Achilles. It's not something that just sorta of happens. Now I know you're doing a lot of walking, but again, you know, I, I I, I, I've i seen a lot of people, and I, and you typically don't see an Achilles rupture due to repet, this repetitive, like, you know, someone just is working and it's happening. It's typically an injury like what happened with Kevin Durant. You're jumping, you're coming down, and something ruptures. Now, can you do stuff to strengthen your calves? Yes, absolutely. Um, in order to make that tendon stronger, stronger, yes, especially eccentric loading of the tendon is most important. So, I, I mean, I'd be happy to assess you and go through those things with you on what you could potentially be doing.
0: Lou, appreciate the call. Going to let you go. And to follow up, uh, info at paincarecanada.com. Get a hold of Dr. Lou, 1-855-55-DRLOU. I see you there, Conrad. Hang on the line. We'll get to your call. And uh, you got a few minutes as well. You want to, uh, to chime in? 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. It's a Dr. Payne Show on Global News Radio. It is 1154, a couple minutes, few minutes to go here uh, in this hour. We'll get to, uh, to Conrad. Thanks for hanging on, Conrad. How are you? <laughs> I'm sore.
4: I'm 84, and three weeks ago, I got pain in my back. I've Mm -hmm. never had back pain. It's gone down to my leg, down to my knee. It's all on the left side. I went Mm -hmm. to the hospital because I thought I might have broke something. They x-rayed it. They said there's nothing wrong with my hip and that uh, I've got sciatica or something and i've been doing some exercises and getting some treatment and that doesn't seem to be uh, benefiting me
1: so let me just understand something because i'm reading something here so if you're if you are standing it's painful but if you lay down there's no pain
4: that's correct and when do you I have to walk i get a lot of pain
1: do you have pain going down your legs and just down to my knee just down to your knee okay and so you and you have had x-rays and you've yeah. also uh, been doing therapy what type of therapy
4: uh, ultrasound and that uh, tense.
1: Okay, what about some active type of therapy? Y-
4: you've been uh, exercising, then,
1: then, have they showed you anything to do?
4: Yeah, I bend my knee and I yeah. put some weights on. And do some.
1: Basketball. Okay, and so how long has this been going on for?
4: For about uh, three weeks to a month.
1: Three weeks, okay, and so is it getting at all better or no?
4: No, it's not getting better. That's
1: yeah, so I, I know three weeks seems like a tremendous amount of time, but it, it's really not. Um, so I think, you especially you're 84, so at that age, things can typically take longer to heal. I think the imaging, again, rules out that anything is broken, which is good. I would continue doing what you're doing um, for probably about another month. And if at that point things are not changing, then I would reassess at that point. But um, it yeah, it doesn't sound like anything wrong is being done. Um, I think it 's just a matter of time right and and the healing time can change very much throughout life right and when you 're younger, you heal very quicker very much quicker, and as you get older, it can sometimes take a lot of time in three weeks, um even in general, these simple soft tissue injuries can take up to twelve weeks to heal e in 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 a, a middle aged person forty or fifty years old so uh, I think we 're just dealing with a time frame that is too soon. It seems like a long time to you, but I think from, uh, from this perspective it's not that long. Uh,
4: thank you, but the, the only thing is I don't feel any benefit from the treatments that I've had. I was hoping that there... Are
1: you getting was, worse? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm as
4: bad as I, I had been.
1: But are you getting worse?
4: Uh, not any
1: worse, but... Right, and that is the benefit of the treatment. That's an important thing that... So a lot of times treatment is not just about immediate relief, it's about not having immediate worsening of symptoms. Um, And so... You know, again, this it's hard for me to comment on what your therapist is doing because my team is not your therapist. I'm happy to give you a second opinion. If you're interested, you can come in and see me. We can discuss more in depth uh, exactly what's being done and see if something can be added. But I would also encourage you speak to the person that you're seeing and just let them know I'm not I'm not feeling any benefits yet. Um, you know, can you just explain a little bit more to me? OK, thank okay? you. So no much. problem.
0: Thanks, Conrad. Appreciate your call and uh, continued health. Hope you get better, so I mean, eighty-four. He's doing okay, but he's got yeah. some back pain, right? Yeah, Inside, well,
1: which which can happen, of course. And and again, this is a big thing. You know, we that I deal with a lot is people come in and they've had something for uh a number of weeks and it's not better yet and and a lot of the discussion around it is well i know that seems like a tremendous amount of time uh especially i, I, I find with athletes a lot um where they yeah. say oh i've had this for three or four weeks it's not getting Let's better. wrap it up yeah, yeah. and it's like well, well calm that's down. exactly what happened with kevin duran he thought he was good it's been a yeah and yep. so uh um you know uh, i lost my train of thought um uh Give it some time basically giving it some time yeah. yeah sometimes being realistic with the time frame on things uh is very important and in prognosis which is the likelihood of recovery uh very much depends on a lot of different factors and so you got to take that into consideration
0: done for a, uh, another week i want to reach out now that we are done one 855 55 D R L O U info at paincarecanada.com till next time dr pain show global news radio